Meeting in the glass house. Most people have a collection of books in their home. Maybe a bookshelf or several bookshelves. Lots of people have medicines, sometimes in a cabinet or perhaps several cabinets. In Lottie Law's house, there was a very special place filled with bookshelves and cabinets. They didn't contain your normal sort of items. Instead, the books held old secrets and the bottles were filled with mystical elements which when used could produce quite incredible things. After Lottie and Grothbladder's discovery in the park, they had summoned the entire Law family to the very special space to help figure out what was going on. The space, nicknamed the Glass House due to the walls being mostly gigantic windows, also housed a wide variety of plants. One in particular, a dragon tree, stretched its sword-like leaves out making a sort of green roof underneath the actual roof. Along the old windows, Virginia Creeper had climbed and wrapped itself around each handle, making it near on impossible to open and let in a breeze if the place got stuffy during the summer. All the marvellous plants made it very difficult to hold a family meeting in the glass house. No matter where anyone sat, part of their view would be blocked by leaves. Yet despite this, no other location would do for this sort of discussion. Why are we in here? It smells of outside and I can't see anyone's face complained Lottie's brother, Jory. Yes, dear, why are we in here? What's the matter? asked Lottie's mother quite impatiently. I've got an old blanket that I'm turning into a cape for the dog. He's got enough capes, cracked Lottie's grandma. You can never have enough capes, cried Lottie's mum. And besides, he hasn't got a purple one. Purple doesn't suit dogs, grumbled the grandmother. The only thing harder than seeing through the overgrown indoor plants was trying to get a word in edgeways with Lottie's family. Despite all their raffling and waffling, Lottie managed to catch their attention long enough to speak by clanging two large jars together. There's a problem. Grossbladder and I were at the park and we noticed something strange. Somebody has used dark magic to stop the wind. Her brother, her mother and her grandmother all stared and blinked at Lottie. They remained stuck in silence for a good 20 seconds. What did you say, Lottie? The wind has stopped, asked the grandmother. I think somebody has done something to the wind. It isn't windy anymore and there's a thick stench in the air. We need to do something. Lottie's face was blocked by a large dangling leaf, but her arms were extended and placed firmly on her hips. It was visible to everyone that she was super serious. Unfortunately for Lottie, her mother and brother were rather disinterested in her plea. They were far too busy writing it off as their overactive imagination and letting their desire to return to their hobbies dominate every thought. I do love your games, Lottie, said her mother. But the issue is nobody could stop the wind. There isn't a spell for it in any of the books, and why would somebody even do such a thing? Maybe it's just quiet outside today. I know what I saw, bellowed Lottie. You saw a still tree, laughed her brother. Quiet your big mouth, Jory snapped Lottie. Mum! called Jory. Lottie's threatening me again. I'm not threatening you. Oh yes you are. Last time you told me to keep my big mouth shut and I didn't. You tied a knot in my tongue, argued Jory. That's enough you two, barked the mother. Look Lottie, the wind is a force of nature. It is uncontrollable. We never not witches can nudge things, encourage things to happen, but control the weather. I've never heard of such a thing in my life. Now I need to get back to stitching up this cape. I want it to have a hood to hide the dog's little bacon-shaped ears. 
Lottie's mum quickly left the room and Jory followed shortly after, desperate to get back to organising his fossil and crystal collection. The only person who remained in the room was Lottie's grandmother. She was still sat in her rickety wooden rocking chair, bobbing back and forth. Lottie sat down and slid into her chair. She wasn't sulking, but she definitely felt deflated like a balloon that had blown and spat across the room until it crumpled into a wrinkled rubber mess. Do you know, began the grandma, there was this one witch, centuries ago now, who found a way to tie knots in the clouds to stop the rains. Lottie perked up from her slumped position. Wait, so it is possible to stop the weather with magic? asked Lottie inquisitively. Oh yes, began the grandmother. I remember my father telling me about how the witch had folded the fabric of reality into itself using a clove hitch knot. It looked like a pretzel hugging a cotton pillowcase. She wriggled in her seat, a dozing duck, and mustered up enough energy to finally stand. Stooping under the many leaves of the plants, she headed to the largest window and pointed towards the horizon. There in the distance was a collection of trees, a scattering of buildings, and the faint outline of an invisible mountain. If you're right, Lottie, then you want to try the hidden mountain. That's where the wind lives. Only those with a magic eye can see it, but it's always there. Mind, I would take a coat. It gets cold and the weather fella on the telly said to expect showers later. Though he also said there'd be blustering gales. But if you're right, then he'll look a complete wally when it turns out there's no more wind, won't he? Slouching down to give her a hug, Lottie's grandmother slipped her a few wrapped Turkish delights from her pocket, then began making her move towards the doorway of the glass room. Brushing a gigantic leaf off of her head, the grandmother took one more gaze out towards the hidden mountain, before returning to her afternoon plans of Doctor-themed soap operas and drawing moustaches on people's pictures in the newspapers. Once Lottie and Grossbladder were alone, they moved closer to the glass of the windows and tried to peer out themselves. The ivy was so thick and everywhere that Lottie had to snap parts of it off the glass just to get a small spot to peek through. They gazed out through the discoloured pane, scanning the horizon to spot the infamous hidden mountain. There! Lottie pointed at a blur, some smudge in the sky that almost appeared to be a wisp of cloud fluff or some ethereal outline. It hovered in the background of the world, keeping itself to itself despite all the busy happenings going on in the streets surrounding it. That's it, the hidden mountain. Wow, have you ever been there? Asked Lottie. Grossbladder recoiled into his shell slightly. Never. The hidden mountain is not the sort of place to go to, Lottie. It's not safe. It was in this moment that Lottie knew what she had to do. Nobody had listened to her. Nobody would help. If the wind had stopped, the world would no longer work. A sudden transformation would occur, whereby the planet would become a land of extremes. The equator would become mightily hot, and the North and South Pole would freeze solid. Whole environments would disappear and dry up. Animals and humans and all the plants would dehydrate. It would mean the end of the world. We're going, exclaimed Lottie. Dragging her grandmother's rocking chair over to a large wall cabinet, Lottie pulled herself up and climbed onto the arms, balancing cautiously to ensure she didn't fall off. She reached up to the brass handle of a door and opened it. There it was, a handwritten notebook in a reddish-brown leather. Etched on the cover with black pen was a title, Guide to the Hidden Mountain by Gascoigne Valentine Law. Lottie grabbed the book, as well as some strips of suede and a few little bottles of various dried plants, then climbed back down off the chair. 
She placed them in a satchel she found underneath the table and slung the bag over her shoulder. Lottie, we can't do this, said Grossbladder nervously. We have to, replied Lottie. We have to investigate what has happened. I know I'm right. I've got Uncle Gascoigne's journal. He spent years studying the Hidden Mountain. We can use it to help us navigate any dangers. I'm going to save the world. Are you coming? The snail sighed. I go where you go, Lottie. Let's go save the world. <laughs>